December. You know what the fuck it is. Aries and Andy, you and the jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. We lick. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tits. Airy Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah! Run up and get touched up. Suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style. Sweet home Chicago. You're born here, right? Yes, technically. I was born on the south side of Chicago, Cook County Hospital. Uh, but that's all I know. Because you you left when you were what? A, a baby. I told you I got burned out of my house. I remember looking up my dad's fat ass and his white tidy whities <laughs> at the night, uh, flame and smoke in the background. And that's all I remember from Chicago. But I visited here a, a thousand times because uh, at one point during my youth, uh, my family was out here. My cousin, uh, my aunt Buttons, my cousin, I forget her name, my brother Kenya, Jimmy. Uh, I had family on the south side. Uh, and, you know, uh, one time, wasn't one of your cousins or some, someone, someone showed up here and you hadn't seen him in years. I thought it was here. No, that was uh, uh, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. My okay. cousin, my cousin Ray, um, <clears throat> who was mean mugging me and I thought was going to shoot me. Oh, he that, was just happy to see you. Happy to see me, but angry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and, you know, a lot of times my father would, would, would uh, drive me and my sister and my mom from Jersey down to Chicago in the summer. And I remember we would always hit up Harold's Chicken, which is a big deal here in Chicago, Lem's Barbecue. And they went to some spot where they would get fried shrimp that they would serve to you in a brown paper bag. And the bottom of the bag had so much grease on it. And the smell of that shrimp, and my parents would never let us have any. My parents were greedy, man. They were cruel with, with food. They would buy expensive shit and buy me and my sister hot dogs. Well, they ate shrimp and barbecue, nigga. When my kids were young, I mean, I always went everywhere that they could get the uh, kids' meal. Really? They had to have the kids' meal. When you say kids' meal, you mean like at a fast food spot or anywhere? Anywhere. They had to eat all right. the kids' menu. And then yeah. I remember one day, my son, Max, when he was, he was starting to get older, and he just goes, Dad, can I have a second kids' menu? And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, I just, he, he, he's, he's going to go to the regular menu. Now I can't afford to go out as much. My parents <laughs> used to go to take us to Red Lobster, and they would get lobster and crab, and me and my sister got burgers. Like, yeah. you naive motherfuckers. We didn't, you see what I'm saying? That's why, I, I, think, I think that's sometimes why I, over, I, I, I overcompensate for what I couldn't have and was told no to as a child. So that's why, man, I eat steak and lobster, nigga, like it's drinking water. Well, I did work in the restaurant you know, gig for a while. So my kids kind of know restaurant. That's how my son has ended up being, you know, working as, as, yeah. as a cook, uh, trying to get, trying to, you know, get his culinary shit together. And then my other son though, he loves food. 
he'll he'll spend money on food. And then uh, for the last this Thanksgiving and the last one, we uh, we have we have our Thanksgiving catered. We get it from uh, this really nice. It's it's a nice uh, hotel that actually their their restaurant on premise makes catered uh, turkey dinners. And then we've got that, and we invite some of his friends over. And it's real nice. So my kids have a taste for food. So I, I guess I I didn't uh, I didn't hold them back. You from didn't it. denied him nothing. I didn't, but I mean, I did try to get him to eat out of the kids' menu <laughs> as long <laughs> as possible because I could afford that. We could go out when they started eating on the regular menu. We had to go out less. Because- no, I, no, I don't think my parents did it to be spiteful. It just we could afford. Yeah, what you got? But afford. I'm just saying they could give you a piece. Y'all made sure they made sure they ate the good <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying it was expensive. Um, <clears throat> uh, before we dive into what we're gonna dive into, uh, I wanted to have a little fun with something. But before we get to that. Uh, Again, I love when you went, when I said, wow, death really does come in threes. And you were like, it comes in five and sixes too. <laughs> so, but that being said, I noticed that in a very short time span, uh, three celebrities passed away. Yeah. Uh, Suzanne Summers, which I learned about when we were in Orlando. Yeah. Uh, Roger Mosley. Remember Roger Mosley? What, what was Roger Mosley? The black guy from... Uh, Magnum PI. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was uh he was like uh what, what's my Tom Selleck's wingman. And Paulie, man. Yeah. Fucking Burt Young. Hey yo, Paulie. I know you're in heaven with Adrian. I want you to kiss it for me. Tell her I'll beat her really, really soon. And if Arnold gets there before me, you better not fuck him. Make sure that Arnold doesn't fuck my sister. Because I know you'll probably ask him, you want to fuck Adrian Arnold? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if fucking Bruce Willis gets there before me, he probably won't even remember who she is. Hey, yo! Burt Young, man. Bert, that was... But how old was Burt Young? Wasn't he... He was there, right? Yeah, they're all there now. Yeah, but I just... All of them are on the wait list for the upper room. Yeah, and if you had a good life, and listen, I'm not saying anybody. If you're healthy yeah. and your mind's there, you, it, it's always sad when someone goes. Yeah, but if you had a good life and you live, you had your run. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's time for you to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to be sad. I'm going to be. I'm going to honor your existence on this earth. I'm going to be happy for you for what you accomplished. Yeah, and, and root for you on. Uh, which direction you go. <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, it's weird because I remember being a kid and all these guys were, were young. And I remember, you know, my parents and I would love to sit down and watch the American Music Awards. And this was like a an era where it was Michael Jackson, uh, Whitney Houston, Gladys Knight, all these black stars who were still relatively young. And I'm a, basically a child. Skip to now I'm older and they're all now either deceased or really old, which means if you look at it like a high school yearbook, the class of so-and-so, they're all upper room now. They're all, it's it's their time. Yeah. And then, and what creeps you out is you go, well, my year, my era, my class of is next. Yeah. So once they all, like, that's where I'm going. Suzanne Summers, my childhood. Roger Mosley, my childhood. Burt Young, my childhood. Gone, gone, gone. I don't know how much longer Tyler Share will be around. How much more longer Sly and Schwarzenegger? 
are going to be around. They're, they're 80. They're like 70, 80. Once all of them go, I'm like, that was, that was who I grew up on. Now, whoever's growing up on me, we fill in their slot now. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. It is weird. But After I, them, we're next. Yeah, because I like when I was, even up to maybe like 15 years ago, when I'd watch the drafts and you guys would come into the NBA and right. NFL, I'd, you know, I'd be kind of excited and I'd, you know, root. Now when I see it, I'm like, who is, how, who are these children? Man, dude. <laughs> Man. It's like, I can't, I can't even get excited about them. Dude, when I stop like, think about it, like I said, American Music Awards, the Grammys, even when Soul Train Awards was popular, it was like Michael Jackson icon, Prince icon, Whitney icon. Young, young, young. Gone, gone, gone. Prince is gone. Mike's gone. Whitney's gone. That's why I'm going, we own deck. Like they say on baseball, we own deck. Up when you know how I know I'm real old, though, too? Because you just mentioned, like, the art, you know, the music artist. And then you were saying them, and I was like, and my kids are listening to Doja Cat. Man. Post Malone. <laughs> what? Whoa, wait a minute. You know what's really wild? Do you remember the rapper Paul Wall? Yeah. I remember he had that one line in the song. I used to always, sometimes I'd be by myself at home and I would just repeat it because it was so Southern, which you knew about me. But he, you see his look now? Uh-uh, I haven't seen Somebody it. wrote in his look, Paul Wall is white. Yeah. He's always been white. Yeah. But back then, he was so iced out grill, shaved head. He looked like he was a nigga. Now, his hair's all grown in, white and gray. He's got rid of the fucking the diamonds grill. in his, the grill. And he's grown a beard. He looks like a white man, like that fucking lives in the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> but what does he sound like when he talks? Would you know by me? <laughs> I always wanted a grill like that. Yeah, you told me that. I, I remember you told I, I me tell you, that. I told you, Max, my son got a grill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he got a grill, but it's it's different. It's it's a frame. It goes around the teeth, and then he just has a, in the corners. He has a couple right. of diamonds in it. Right. But it's not like a full grill. I, I think I've been a bad influence on my children. Uh, now I want to have. Uh, well, before we skip on to this next piece of fun. Uh, so anything in term uh, terms of Suzanne Summers? Did she mean anything to you? You know, I wasn't a big Suzanne Summers fan, to be honest. Right. Uh, she had the, uh, the Thigh Master, which was right. that, you know, give her. She, she was the first one, I think. To I make, wonder if that really worked. It probably didn't, but she was the first one to make money. Like I, I think she was the first celebrity to make money off of uh, toys on TV. Like, you, right. know, you know, like to sell a million pieces of something to to make that money. Uh, she was on Three's Company for a minute, but when she was on it, you know, then she got in that lawsuit with... Uh, with, with the producers and she was on it and then not on it. And I wanted her to be on it, but you know, it's like when you go back to the thigh master, like I own the shake weight. And I, again, I wonder, I remember Donnell Rawlings, yeah, Donna Rawlings was like, it was on stage. He was like, yeah, the shake weight. This is the gayest device I've ever seen. But I wonder like, did that really work? Like thigh master, did some of them, them fucking toys actually work? Like I look, if you do the, if you do the shake weight long enough, but, but it's like anything, if you do it long enough, it gets tiresome. So I guess the, resili the resistance, as it starts to weigh on you, is what makes it work. But it just... 
Couldn't you just shake a regular weight? Just yeah, yes, you could. <laughs> yes, you could. <laughs> and I get it that it, like you said, the resistance because it's, but no, that 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 looked that looked goofy to me from the moment I saw yeah. it. But you ordered one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, listen, I always. I'm in great preparation for being in shape. I got all the toys, ready to go. All the pills, all the trinkets, all the powders and protein shakes and pills. It's almost like if I was a militia, I am stocked up, ready for war. But I'm never going to war. But I got all the, I got all the shit. Um, yeah, Suzanne Summers. That was one of those white women things. I always often say on this podcast, I think to appreciate certain aspects of white. I have to be white. As a black man, Suzanne Summers don't blow me away. But I know if I was a white guy, I would see the value in her. No, I never thought that she was that that one. You're a different being. I keep telling. No, no, no. I like, I like, I like some skinny white girls though too. So that's like, I I'd like. Um, oh, now I'm not going to remember her name. She was in Greece with John Travolta, Olivia Newton John. John. When she was the the sexy one, the, right? She came the, when she was came out with her cigarette and yeah. the, hey stud, yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> She was in shape up because I need a man. Do, 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 do. Right. So, no, that, that's that's pretty white right there. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I have no problem with that. Right. But uh, uh, Suzanne Summers just, I, I, you know, she, I liked her goofiness that she had. She, she right. kind of had, I think, what made her popular. She was the first, like that, they called her a, she wasn't like a blonde bombshell like what we had in the past. But she was blonde and was kind of sexy and she was funny. There was not really who was who was funny that could be like not just like funny could be do comedy, but goofy kind of funny. Yeah. And I think that's what got her. I really think I have to be white to appreciate Olivia Newton John. Because as sexy as the one piece spandex outfit was at the end of that movie, when she turned to the side, it was an ironing board in that outfit. Uh, ass as flat as notebook paper. I'm going to be honest. Is when I was little, when I was younger, little, when I was younger, uh, you know, it was all about the face. I just If you had that hot face, that's what I was looking for as, as, as a young kid. You just saw beauty in the face. But that's, I then you that's, get older. That's the thing with a lot of white women. It's only, it's a, it's a lot of it is nothing but face. Yeah. No, then I got older and I saw. Unless missing. she got some tits ass. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but but let me let me jog that back. Uh, no, because some white women have amazing legs and some tits. So it's just a lot of it is really just lips and hips and ass, flat asses, no lips. But a lot of what white women make up for it in the face with tits and legs, great legs. Jodie Foster has great legs. Really? I'm not. Yes. Have you seen her now? No. Ooh. No, but I really like that. Boy, that bad white, my boy, when y'all age, man. She looks bad? Oh. She looks very old. <laughs> Dude, her and Helen Hunt. Oh. Helen Hunt, okay. Helen Hunt looks like an envelope. But I'm going to be... <laughs> Helen Hunt never... She was... She was so... Okay. This sounds mad. And I don't like just saying this, about, talking about women this way, because people think I, we're just... Uh, this is what all women. No, this is just our the look that I'm talking about. She was as plain as as an envelope. She was very plain. She That's was what I'm saying. So much the girl next door, and she her, her features were as sharp as an envelope. Yeah, especially from the side. There was nothing there. I don't know. I never understood that. I, she was great on television playing the white woman character, but there was. Listen, I, I, I loved her on Mad About You, but there was nothing sexy about nah, her. Yo. No, I, 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 and she has no lips. 
There's a I'm lot of sorry. women that have no lips, though. Yeah. You like Jamie Lee Curtis, and she has no upper lip whatsoever. But she got titties. <laughs> um, I'm I'm just saying, like, dude, look at Angela Bassett for how old she is. She's around the same age as some of these women, and she looks spectacular. Yeah, there's some I don't. I but the, the problem is when I say that there's some because I know I, I every now and then I'll look at a magazine I'll see someone old that still looks good that's white. But to be honest, I can't name them off the top of my head. Like you can name uh, there a lot of. How old is Holly Berry now? Oh shit, has to be in her fifties. Like like up mid fifties, right? Yeah. How who who would I, I'm trying to think of what white woman in her mid fifties that I put up against her? None. None. Oh, maybe Cindy Crawford. Yeah, but, you know, it would be interesting to see them just out casually and see. What Without they, makeup? But maybe a little makeup, but right. not like, you know, not like suited up makeup. Right. You know what I mean? For Look, the big I'm going to tell you something. Felicia Rashad yeah. is like damn near 70 and looks great. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, that black, man. Black is, is real, baby. It's that cocoa butter, nigga. All right. Um, all right. Quick fun. Uh, I saw this online, and I just wanted to go through this with you real quick. Since it is October, okay. Since we are around the corner, makes from sense. Halloween. Here's what we, what was listed on IGN.com top twenty five horror movies. Uh, and as I reel them off, just tell me, you know, give me a quick synopsis. Okay. Yay, nay. Is it right where it belongs? Let's have a little chat. Number one, The Shining. Is it supposed to be a Halloween movie or just a scary movie? Uh, these are supposed to be like scary movies. Um, prob- yeah, scary. Scary. Yeah, probably. I mean, the way the movie's crafted, the people, the acting in it, everything that's done, I could easily say that that's probably the best produced scary movie because most of these, as you get into them, are going to be very. Uh, guerrilla style filmed right. movies. So yeah, as far you know the 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 director, uh, which I can't remember, is all time great director. Yeah, I can't either, but I know who you talk about. Um, one of the best directors. I mean, you have some of the best actors in the movie. Uh, yeah, I, I and I think psychologically the movie's scary, but it's not going to be like some of these other ones coming up. This is one of those movies, and I saw this late because I remember I told you I never saw it, but I saw it late, probably a year ago. Maybe you're gonna have. Uh, how do you say that uh, certain things stand the test of time? This feels dated. It feels like if I saw this movie, Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick, yeah. If I saw this movie when it came out, would have terrified me. I saw it recently, and I went. Mm. I don't know. I know when I saw it, but I'll tell you this: if I was walking down a long hallway any of the hotels we stay right. at, and there's some long hallways here, right. and I saw two girls sitting at the end, even just standing at the end in a dress, right. I'd probably turn around and go the other way because of that movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and, and prior to the whole, because that was the thing that stuck out the most, the most famous, what was it? And he didn't say, I'm here. What did he say when his face was through the door? Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, Here's Johnny. Yeah, here's, here's Johnny. Johnny. Up until that moment, that movie drags to me. Oh, I love it. It drags. It feels the way he filmed it felt very like a, like almost dream esque. The way they're driving and they're talking and it's right. kind of, and you just it, it builds up that 
Red rum to me, and I love it. Sometimes I, I use that word in my in my set. Red right. rum, red rum, and then you know every once in a while, especially in Chicago, twice I've heard people yell out "murder." And I was like, okay. What? <laughs> yeah, that's what red rum is. Murder spelled backwards. Oh, okay. But some people, two people, have yelled out this weekend. Oh. Murder! And I was like, yeah, I'm in Chicago. Yeah, they, they get that. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of murder <laughs> in Chicago. Number two, The Exorcist. And I know you you don't... I remember we, well, what movie we went to go see, and they showed the preview of the latest Exorcist. Yeah, yeah. And you went, nope. Nope. Uh, I've never seen The Exorcist. I've seen clips. What? I've seen a little bit. No, nah, I don't fuck with the devil, man. Uh, there's a whole lot. There's a whole thing. Like, I don't fuck with the devil either. That's why I got no white friends. No. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you you don't welcome the devil into your. I, this is this is just me. Even though you know it's a movie, I know it's a movie, but it's a movie about the devil, and you don't welcome the devil into your heart, man. I just I'm not gonna open the door. Go they, see the movie wearing a priest outfit. No, man, no. Do you see what happened to the priest in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you knocked on, if you heard a knock on the door, you go, "Who is in this? Right. The devil? What do you right. do? You open up the door? No. Okay, so why am I gonna go see that movie? That's straight up just about the devil coming in to possess you. Right. So I have no way. So, but I, I I never seen it, so I can't put that at number one. But I know it's scary enough that I haven't seen it, and I'm not gonna see it. One of the greatest horror movie title song title themes ever. I told you. I know we did this when we were on the podcast. And we, my top three was of course Freddy, Halloween, dee 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 dee. Fucking Exorcist, and of course, ch, 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 ch. yeah. Um, number five, Bride of Frankenstein. The old Bride of Frankenstein. I think so. No, I don't. I, I, don't. Would, I would put that at the end of the list. I would have thought. Well, you did one was Shining, two was Exorcist, three was oh three, you, Psycho, Psycho, nineteen sixty. I I like that movie, but I, it doesn't hold up. Again, that's what I was meaning to say about holding up. My fa again, father was a film buff, so I saw the movie when I was a kid. It didn't scare me as a kid. Mm. So as an adult, how would it scare me? Again, in that time, I could see why that would be a big deal. Yeah, it's it's more psychological thriller. I get that. But one of the things about uh, that movie, and here's here's and we're kind of we're kind of seeing this by our podcast as I listen to people write in. Uh, not enough. We need more gore. We need more action we need more like the story isn't good enough with a few bits of gore or the idea or mental gore yeah you know uh that's why when they're going uh equalizer not you know not enough not enough and right. it, there, there's plenty on this sandwich right but she but you you want the bigger sand you want right. you want the 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 you want something from cat's deli yeah you want the big one you want the dad wood so that's kind of what what's happened with that but i thought it was a good movie but see this when you say scary it's a psychological thriller. I don't know that it gets scary. All the movies that they had on here, except for The Exorcist, which is scary. Uh, I don't know that those are scary. They're more psychological. They're right, they're right. not. Yeah. Did you ever see the Psycho remake with Vince Vaughn? Yeah. How was that? I never saw. Yeah. More, more. No. Didn't hold up. No. No. Um, of course, for Halloween, nineteen seventy-eight. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's got to be in the top five. It was on the other night on TV. Man, like I said, Jamie Lee Curtis, the scariest thing about Mike Myers. And, and see, when you just said gore, gore, that 19th, that original Halloween wasn't very gory. No. But every time Mike Myers popped up on the screen, I was scared. But you know he cut her throat. You know he, you, you, but you barely see it. But, but that's the beauty of it. And, yeah. and, and right on this list, to, to that same point, we'll get to it, but 
Yeah. The subtlety. Ding, 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 ding. Like I said, two of the scariest moments in that fucking movie to me is when he's struggling with her in the closet and she takes the coat hanger, stabs him in the eye. He falls. He's, he's, he's laying on his back. She's in the foreground and she's just taking a minute to gather herself and upright. Dude, dude, man. Yeah, that's good. It, it was great. Uh, I actually, in the first Halloween, right. As a young kid, when I saw it, right. The, the slutty, uh, babysitter yes they she got was, strangled she was hot yeah yeah i thought i was like i want to see more of her yes <laughs> yes um all right well we just said bride of frankenstein i don't know why i fucked up the order like that bride of frankenstein five we said that number six alien alien was when it first came out alien was scary dude. aliens to me was scarier was scarier but aliens when you first say when you're going along and you see it and then the guy gets the the the, on his the, face. The, and then it goes away and you think he's fine. That scene where you think he's fine, they're all talking. I love how they lull you into this quiet moment. And but then, it felt like with Aliens, again, like The Shining, it took too long to get to some shit. Yeah, they have to set it up. But but now when you look at Alien and you see that thing pop up and go, Rah! yeah, <laughs> you just that's, start laughing at it. And you it. know what? And when you talk about gore, that's gross to me. That's gross. Coming out of the stomach was gross to me. But the little thing didn't look like it was such a puppet-looking thing. Yeah, but the fact that it came out of a motherfucker <laughs> and the skin stretched, that shit, see, no. See, but that's just gross to you. That's not... What else was gross to me? Yo, know, the, the dude with the, 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 the robot nigga. I couldn't eat cookies. I couldn't with eat With his milk coming out of his mouth? All that milk. That looked like... I couldn't, I couldn't do milk for weeks. You know what I had today, by the way? What? A really nice slice of that carrot cake from the club that we're at. Mm-hmm. With a with a nice hot cup, uh, a, a latte, it has milk in it, dude. I can't stand the taste of carrots. So you had two disgusting things: <sighs> carrots, carrot coffee, cake. and carrots. Carrot cake is, uh, if it's done right, is only thing worse than that is having coffee and carrots in Cleveland. <laughs> I just did that because of the three C's. Uh, number seven, Jaws. Now to what you just said earlier about what you don't see, and that was Steven Spielberg's whole thing. Because the shark wouldn't work. So it ended up, in his words, almost being a blessing. Making the movie better. Better, because it's what you don't see that scares you. Because you did depend on, on having the shark and eating people. Dude, there are so many movies that I don't think hold up. This is one of them. I go back and look at Jaws, and I'm just like, hmm. No, but there's so many great scenes. Quinn, uh, 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 when he does that whole thing. Shark and doll eyes. Yeah. I, I like the dialogue. Yeah, 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 it's really well done. That part's done. But I, I understand, like with the technology they have today, they could have right. done it differently. But there's something about that movie that I really like. I really like Jaws. Yeah, I, I still like Jaws. Uh, but I have seen it. You're right. It doesn't. It it doesn't have that same. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't affect you the same way. But it's still. But again, it felt like for that time. Yeah. That was scary shit. But there was a movie that uh, Steven Spielberg made before this, and it's a it's this uh, McLeod is the guy's name. The re- his real name was uh, McLeod. I think it's McLeod. Uh, and it was this uh, Den. No, no, you know, he had a show called McLeod. It's Dennis Weaver is the guy is the star of the show, and uh, he does something that irritates a semi driver, and it's the whole movie yes! about the semi driver. The truck. Yeah, 
Yes. That's a little Jaws-esque yes. before Jaws, because you never see the guy. Right, right. It's, it's chasing him, right. and you don't know where he yes. is, and then it comes, and then it shows up, and it's... Yes. It, 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 it was such a... He was such the right person to direct this, whether they knew it or not at the time. But from that movie to right. that movie, it, it was it was what was supposed to happen. Uh, number eight, Silence of the Lambs. You know, I know this is going to be blasphemous. Okay. I, uh, I know it's a big deal, that movie. And, and, and it won uh, Anthony Hopkins the Oscar. It put Jodie Foster on that level. I don't know that, I, you know, I don't know. I, See, I don't, I don't know. like this list. I'm going to tell you why I don't like the list that you're reading. There's a difference between a psychological scary movie to, right. to get you here and, and these horror movies. Right. There, there's a different. Where, where's, you don't think it belongs in that? I, I think I could have taken out most of these movies and I would have put Halloween, Friday the 13th, those kind of movies, right. Freddy, uh, right. all the, all those are scary right. movies. Right. These are where they shock you. There's but the other ones mentally are supposed to scare you. Shining, like I said, when I see two twins, young right. twins, and they're wearing dresses, I think of the shining every time. Right. When I say red rum, I know that's murder. Or when I hear anything like that, murder, I think about I think red rum. Right. Uh just there's scenes in their movie that stick with you psychologically, just right. like uh in in Silence of the Lambs. Uh when uh, that's that scene where he Clarice. <laughs> yeah. Oh Clarice. Yeah. With a nice Keontae. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when uh, when he cuts off the, when you don't even know it, but the, he's wearing that guy's face. Right. I mean, the, I mean that's kind of what kind of crosses over to that scary part. Yeah. But that's not. It's a psychological. You didn't know he was there. He got. I think there's two different genres that they're they're mixing in this. To be honest, I, I know it's a slight difference, right. but it's a big difference to me. Right. I never saw this one. Number nine, Evil Dead Two. I didn't see Evil Dead 2. I yeah, didn't see I it. I didn't see it. I didn't see Evil Dead 1. Uh, number 10, 1968, Night of the Living Dead. Now, here's what's crazy. As a kid, that scared the shit out of me. When my dad watched that, that movie scared the shit out of me. It should have. You know why? I, I'm, I, I feel like I'm about to fuck up this lob. There's a racial component to this, right? It's a racial component, but it's the truth about the movie. The black guy. It's the only black guy that's a lead. At that time. Right. Right. Well, why would that scare me? It should, because when the end of the world's coming, only black guys are going to be able to be in charge. That's your fucking moment to be in charge of everything. Oh, because the world's coming, coming to, to an end. end. Oh. <laughs> so now the black right. guy could be in charge. Right, right, right. Uh, but that movie, it is, I mean, it is it is ahead of its time as far as that the genre goes. And the fact that there's a black lead in the movie, right. there's a lot to that movie. Giorgio Romero, who made the movie, uh -huh. was way ahead of anything else that was going on at that time. Right. And that was cool because it's supposed to be this whole horrible gore film. Yeah. But there's no blood. I mean, there's blood, but it's it's black and white. So there's no red blood in the movie. Right. So it's an, I, I really like that movie. Yeah. I can still, have you seen it recently? Not recently. I, I'll still, and, and, I, and I wonder if I saw it recently, would it affect me? The same way. I still like that movie, and I and I when you know as all these other zombie movies come up, right. I like to go watch that one too because uh, it doesn't hold. I mean, it's old and it, it doesn't have the same uh, effects, but it's a good it's a good movie. It's a good basic. It, it, that's the entry into right. the zombie films, so I like it. Number eleven, Rosemary's Baby. Never saw it. See, now that was the one. That's another 
that one kind of maybe it doesn't cross over. It's a psychological thrill. That one scared the fuck out of me. Dude. Really? I was. It, how old is it? It's old. It's seven. It's seventies. Oh yeah. It's color. Oh, yeah, early seventies, and it's. Uh, uh, I'm trying. Mia Farrow is the is the lead. ah this oh, right because I I remember seeing about this on the Brian De Palma yeah. doc. Because he directed that, and this is the this is the movie that let me know I wasn't going to have any more devil movies in my life. This one, yeah, because she's having the devil's baby. She's bringing the devil's baby into the world. That's most white women. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the movie that let me that, that kind of let me know because that movie scared the fucking shit out of me. Uh, Twelve Texas Chainsaw Massacre, nineteen seventy four. They have redone this movie so many times, so many times, and nothing beats the original. No. When I saw this, another one scared the bejesus out of me, nigga. Leatherface and how gruesome that shit was. Oh, man. That made me scared to ever walk by any secluded white neighborhoods with fucking trees and bush and tall bushes. Mm -mm. So I... <laughs> that movie, I like the remakes though. I know you they don't right. hold up, but I, all of them are like they're kind of funny, scary, gross right. movies. Uh, but the original is still the original. Oh, the original. And something about that 70s grainy look. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh number 13, The Thing, 1982. Never saw the thing. 82. I didn't like that one. I liked the uh what was the thing? thing came from outer space and i think they touch it and then it just i think it's that one no it's or it's some blob i don't know i like the blob which I was think kind of like you know, I, when you say they touch it are that's you the blob about, that's the blob that's no, the not, blob is like a just about a big thing of snot right well, yeah but there's an original one to that and they remade it too the thing i remember that one i didn't like that one when you say they touch it i was thinking you were Confusing that with Invasion of the Body Snatchers. No, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which I like. Uh, the, the original one with Kiefer Sutherland, with the Donald Sutherland? That's a remake. That's scared. That's, That's a remake? Yeah, there was one before that one. Really? Yeah. Oh. So it's been remade three times. I thought it was only done twice. Nope. Uh, the original, the one with Donald Sutherland, that one's really good. The end, the, the end when when that, when he goes, ah! you know, just, right, right. <laughs> you're not expecting it, scared right. the shit up. That one's, that one's good. Really? Um. Uh, the blob, the one that I like, is really the one from the fifties, and they remade that too. But that's the one where the guy touches it, and it came, it comes from outer space, and then it absorbs you and it absorbs everything, and it keeps rolling until it's. I, I like that one. That was one of my first scary movies that I really liked. What scared motherfuckers in the fifties is insane. Well, the Belly Lugosi, Dracula, the Frankenstein, all the black and whites, the Wolfman, dude, the Wolfman, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, dude, but I'm just, you know. The way they did that, but, you know, I know because you have so much more technology, but they had to stop. They had to shoot it, stop, glue some hair on the dude, shoot it, stop, glue uh, some hair on And that scared people. Cut to uh, American Werewolf in London. That transformation. And, but that one still looks hokey now. Have you seen American Werewolf uh, in London recently? It, it kind of looks hokey now, but it still looks pretty impressive. I no? saw that in the last few months. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, doesn't not as good as it was when I first saw it, right? But it's so good, and I love that they took that and then they they ended with the the uh, I forgot the name of the song that they ended with, but that song at the end just really uh, of American Werewolf London. Yeah, man, it's great, right? Because I mean, it, it it's it was a funny, scary movie, and that was the purpose of it, right? Like like this, I mean, obviously, you know, when you go back further in time, 
how conservative America was in the 50s. Yeah. Could you imagine if they would have shown the transformation in America, Wolf, Werewolf of London, in 1950? No, when you're, and you're watching, I'm surprised. That movie would have been outlawed. I'm surprised you like it, because you could kind of hear it popping a little bit when, you're, when, he's, when his bones are growing. pops out. No, but his bones are growing. You yeah, can yeah, hear yeah, it yeah. Going, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and, and, and Michael Jackson was so impressed by that movie. He had the guy who did the effects do, do, do him for Thriller. Remember when Michael turned into? Yeah. It's some of the same effects, the way the snout grows, the ears grow. Yeah. Um, 14, 1982, Poltergeist. Poltergeist was scary. Another, again, another one of those where I just went, mm. It was scary. Yeah. You weren't scared by it at all? Not really. What else you got? Uh, 15, Nightmare on Elm Street, 84. You know, see, the, this, but, this, this for me is top notch. But see, I, I guess there's a difference between these and my, my, what were they called? What are those movies? The slasher films. Slasher films. films. There's a difference between slasher to me and, and right. the horror frame. So go, but go, keep going. <coughs> Incidentally, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984. <coughs> oh my God. Uh, my favorite one I said is three, Dream Warriors. But Freddie was my guy. But they're all they're all good. Even when the bad one, the, 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 which one's the one that's kind of hokey? Is it that one? No. What this one? No. Uh, one and two. I didn't like two as much. I think it might have been two. Two had the gay references. They're all good though. They're all like in their own. They, they really fit their genre. They right. really work. I I I liked them. All. After three, it started going downhill. But it. But the Freddy character never left. And that's what it was about. Right. It was about Freddy. Yeah. And so it was always kind of there. Uh, I don't know. 16, uh, Dawn of the Dead, 2004. I never saw that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is that the uh, the zombie flick, Ving Rhames and Mackay Pfeiffer? I think it is. I didn't see that one. I saw Dawn of the Dead, the one where they live in the mall. That was done. Yes, I love that, that one. That one was great. Yes. That was, I love the one where the zombie stands up on the box and cuts his top of his head off. And it just, it's yes. Such a, it's, That's the one. With, wait, you said what year was that? That had to be, is that 70s or 80s? The one in the mall. Yeah. It's oh. 80s, right? Well, then I'm thinking about the remake, the one with with Ving Rhames and Mackay Pfeiffer, and they're trapped in the mall. Yeah, no, there's a re there's oh, that's really? a remake of it. No, I like the original one. I, I never saw the uh, the other one in the. I I just didn't see it. I never heard of this one. Number seventeen, Suspiria, I, I don't 1977. Know. I'm missing something. I gotta go. We gotta go see that. All right, number eighteen, Let the Right One In, 2008. Never heard of that. I say that all the time. Let the right one. <laughs> Uh, 19, oh, it just said American Werewolf in London, 19, uh, number 20, The Fly. You know how I feel. Gross. Fucking gross. Did you ever see the original one with Vincent Price? No, but I can't imagine that would move me. It was so original good. Original Vincent Price, black it, and white. It ends with the, with the fly in, in, a, in a web, yeah. in, in a spider web, and it says, help me. Really? Help me. Dude, and the, and the one with fucking Jeff Goldblum, I told you, when he, when he tried to transfer the baboon from one pod to the next, and, and it, it just looked like walk, it like a, like a, if lasagna would, was alive. <laughs> it was fucking so disgusting. Dude, but I, I love Jeff Goldblum that when his voice starts changing and pieces start falling ah, out. That movie's gross. That was when Jeff Goldblum was at full, he was becoming his Goldbluminess. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, 21, 28 days later. I, I think I've seen, I, I think I know which one that is. I think I've seen it, but I'm not sure uh, if it's the right one that I'm thinking of. 
I haven't seen that. 22, Dracula, 1931. That's what I just said, the Belly Lugosi era. No, that's, I think that's before, that's before Belly Lugosi. 1931? That's like the original one. Yeah. The original one. That's, I don't even know why that's, it's it's good because it's the original. Is that the one with no sound? Sound, yes. Comes, and it's the weird looking. The light comes in the weird oh, looking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, number 23, the Blair Witch Project. Never saw that. You would. It, it's a lot of everything with nothing, but it's scary. But yeah, it's a lot of everything, but nothing. It just it it's it's all psychological. It's all about what you don't see. But was but when you watch it, do you go? I understand why this made a gazillion dollars. Yeah, because you do get it. It, it builds you up. The suspense builds you up, and it gets you right uh, hyped, and you you're there. But you there's nothing there. You never see it, and just and the end is the end is kind of. It depends on how you feel about it. If you got into it. And that's how it ends. It's cool. Right. But if you weren't into it and then it ends like that, you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Right. Uh, number 24. I'd never heard of this. This was 1922. No Nosferatu. No I wonder if that's the Dracula one that I'm thinking. No, because that one's Dracula 1931. Yeah, I think they're... Yeah, okay. And then number 25, they have Scream on here. Scream was a good... But that's a slasher. That's and and it's a little bit comedy. You don't do that. Okay, don't do that. But see, this is where I don't like this list. It's mixing the genres slasher with like a suspense and comedy thriller. You can't you can't do that. You gotta you gotta you gotta put them. I I like the comedy though that's in Scream because it's still a scary movie. Here's why I don't like this list. How do you not have not one Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah, no, that's and that should be one of the top ones. Oh, and. I'm going to tell you something that ain't on here that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Phantasm. Phantasm was the movie. Man. I had, I watched and I'd stop, I had it on VHS and I had to stop it. I couldn't watch it all the way through the very right. first time. And right. I, uh, the first time I saw it by myself, I saw it with a group of people the first time and I was uh, fine. But then to slide that back in and watch it on my own, <laughs> that movie got Phantasm me. fucked me up so bad. I didn't want to see Phantasm too. Phantasm 2 sucked, though, didn't it? I heard it did. Yeah, it sucked. But that first Phantasm, goddamn. Uh, yeah, that one was great. Uh, like you said, the Friday the 13th. Uh, not the, yeah, the Friday the 13th. Uh, what else is missing from there? There's uh, a lot of old ones that are really good, but I don't remember the names of them. They're right, old ones. They're like right. those 50. Some of those 50s ones, as far as suspense goes and scary, yeah. I, I think some of those work. Did you ever see Hellraiser? You know what? I didn't. I never saw it. I never did either. And and the pinhead look scared me. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't get it. I, I you know that's something I might go see right now. That I'm Hellraiser. Of, yeah, I might see it. It might not hold up though. But I kind of want to see what the what the thing was because right. I, I I really don't know. And there's a lot of references to to it. And I right. and I don't know it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's. I know there's there's other ones that just scared the shit out of me that that are better than that list, but. I, I, I don't know. Uh, send us in what you guys think was missing or what you think we should see. You know what? I, but yeah. don't send me nothing gory. I don't do gore. You know what would have been good on this list? If, uh, with a semi-humorous, you know, slant on it? Lost Boys. I don't know. You didn't like that? I love Lost Boys. But that it didn't scare you? No. That that was that video game in the mall era. 
You know what I'm saying? It was so 80s. But it didn't get your heart pumping. You weren't like watching. Nah. I, and I love the end when the dude comes in on the car and, kill, and kills the, right. the vampires that basically just says, yeah, they, it's normal. Dude, listen, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman were such 80s movies icons that when you saw them two together, it was like watching uh, uh, Lou and, uh, Abbott and Costello. Oh. You know, or Laurel and Hardy. You know, if you saw that tandem, it, 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 you were going to enjoy it, but it wasn't going to be taken seriously. I, I like the Lost Boys, though. I thought I love the Lost Boys. Loved it. But uh, yeah, the, the Corys are. It's that's a that's a tra- There's a bunch of which ones Corey? Which one's still here? Uh, Feldman. Feldman. I guess he's been re- he's really weird, dude. dude. He's uh... he's out there. Oof. I guess he's performing and he takes it very seriously. And it's not good. <laughs> it's not. But he doesn't know it. He know, you know. No, he doesn't know it. He believes that he's producing great you art. You think he believes that? Yes, I do. I saw him on like Good Morning America and they had him dancing. <laughs> it's all horrible. He's stuck in a time capsule, dude. What, whatever you know whatever but it's <laughs> but, yeah, but that moment the moments when they were there th- those were those were pretty interesting moments all right let's dive into uh a couple of you guys that said we should watch this oh we're barely gonna have any time for this one uh, but we don't have a lot yeah, of notes. We don't have, no, no i know this, that's it i know it's uh, it's worth it's worth getting to a uh, bs high yeah. uh, and i love before just before they really got into it as they were exposed somebody said it's called bs high Bullshit high. Like, how could they be duped? How could ESPN be duped? Um, dude, after watching this, I just went, yo, anything is possible, man. Yeah. Anything is fucking possible. Well, There's a way to figure out everything. Yeah, but everything's possible if, if you want to sell a dream. And, and most people are buying. Everybody will buy a dream. Right. It's the one thing that you cannot... Get away from people will buy a dream every day. Right. You know, at first I kind of thought to myself, based on how he was looking out for these kids, as he kept his his thing was despite all his fucked up shenanigans, he was giving these kids an opportunity that they normally wouldn't have had. Um, so I thought to myself, you know, and it said some of these kids were homeless. Uh, what he did, was it really a bad thing? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, I, this is a this is a note that I have more than once, because as I was watching this, I was I was like a windshield wiper. I'm part of me is going clearly. This guy is a piece of shit and an asshole, and he's fucked up. But then there would be times I would go based on certain things he said and certain circumstances. I went, I don't know. But the reason he's a piece of shit, and the reason I'm gonna say he's a piece of shit, is because he had there was a road to do what he wanted to do. Maybe not as grand and as big as what he uh, initially laid out in the beginning where you see the design and they, they paid all that money to have the, the design layout of what he wanted to do. Uh, and then he saw a shortcut to start it. But if he would have went somewhere in between and, and worked with the, the church and done the, the right things and, and got an accreditation and teach whatever, then he wouldn't have been selling a dream. He would have been selling a possibility. But well, why not then just go the legal route, the right route? Because that would have taken time and cost money, and he didn't have it. And 
This is where it becomes about him. It, no matter how much he says it's about the kids and how much he wants, he's not offering them anything. He didn't care. Do you think, did you see him look any different when they got whooped? They got whooped, dude. They got their ass spanked. Mm. And some people got hurt. And did you see him have any, like, the thing that makes me, that to me, among some of the other things in terms of fucking with these kids' lives and ruining their chances, which is the obvious, it's like, look, he did what he did, and if he was truly remorseful, maybe you could look at it in a different light. But that sinister laugh, that fucking shit-eating grin, yeah. it was almost like he was proud of being a con man. Yeah, he is proud of being a con man. But he also pretty much doesn't even see himself that way. But he does. He knows he is. Come on. He has to. And and listen, I, you know, when you're first doing this, you respect the fact that he wants to do something for the kids and he has this grand idea and the idea is good. And then you're looking at schools and, and this is where you go, is he a piece of shit or not? Well, there's schools that are doing the same thing that he's doing. They just did it legitimately with, but they're not doing, but are they doing better? Are they benefit? They're, they're getting the kids in, in football programs in colleges, but are they really doing it better? Because this I, is these kids' I, high school years. I read that one thing it said where it said IMG one year made $70 million in revenue. Yeah. And the kids don't get nothing. No, and they sold it now for how many, for a billion something they sold right. this one. So, uh, so to your no, point. No, the kids pay to go there. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, to IMG. Yeah. Yeah, but, and right, and they don't get nothing in return. Right. But to, to kind of what you're saying, it's it's like there's illegal shit, and then there's le- it's illegal. You you're an illegal piece of shit, and versus being a legal piece of shit, right? You know, you, like you said, they're doing what he's doing. They just did it right. They did it legally. But if the kids aren't getting nothing, and they know most of these kids won't go on to the pros, most of these kids do come from poverty to reap the rewards off of their backs and not give them nothing. How does that make them? any less foul than the con man. Well, the con man, here's, here's what's, what's the difference to me. Uh, because they did do it right. They have a program that is going to, that is a, 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 a step, a step stone or whatever to, uh, to a college program. And there are being picked up. They are going to college programs from those great, from those schools, the big school, the big what, IMG. IMG. So, uh, they're going to, uh, programs. They are, uh, actually have trainers and people to get you physically ready. He didn't have trainers. Yeah, that he, was. He yeah. didn't have, he didn't. Have, and then when the kid got hurt, they didn't have any medical staff. They told him go back in. So, you know, you have to have. What's they, were, they, they were the action park of high school football. <laughs> yeah, they were. You can't, you know what? I, and, and here, and I guess here's, here's part of it. Let's say he is not a piece of shit. Let's, let's just pretend for a moment he's not. And he has a good heart. And he wants to do something for the kids. Where are you better off with the people who don't have a heart, but are going to put the program together correctly so that you have trainers, weight trainers, food, uh, you have everything that you're supposed to have for your health, for your mental health, for your ability to go out in the field, coaches, coaches, coaches would be nice, plays, plays would be nice and have uh, what you need to go on to that next level but don't really have any heart for you that uh, and or someone that has tons of heart. I want to do something for the community. Uh, I, I love these kids, but you're not getting fed. You don't have training programs for them. You're the fun coach, but you don't run any plays. You don't have that. That isn't doing anything for you. It's a false hope. 
So it, it's great to be that uh, Pie Piper and sell someone some fa- false hope. Uh, if, but that isn't, I, I would rather have my kid go to IMG and there's no heart, but you're going to get something out of it. You're not going to get anything out of this. These guys got, got hurt. They lost eligibility years in high school. He, he, so, it, but when you're IMG and you make 70 million in revenue, What's stopping you from taking care of these kids financially? Greed? No, honestly, I, I'm and I'm going to just be really honest about the because of the business model. And 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 Bomani Jones alluded to as well as Roy, this con man. I just took advantage of what the business model is. Yeah, you know, I found the loopholes. It didn't say we couldn't uh, create a school. So again. There are things where you go, yes, obviously, for all the things you said, no trainers, no making sure they're fed, no plays, selling them false hope. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, he doesn't but have, he, but he, he don't all, even have a place to live. Right. They're getting, having to move out. Right, he's bouncing checks. But he he's almost doing no more or no less. Uh, he's doing a lot more. Right. And, and, but the legal route is legal, so I guess that because, because it's technically being done the right way, even though the system and the business model is fucked up because you, you put, you, it's created so that you don't have to pay these kids. Well, you, you don't go, but the kids didn't go there to get paid. They got there but they to, should to, go. Get, to get a future yes. to get paid. Okay, so that's the compensation? That's the compensation. We're going to So for the kids and more of the kids who will not statistically make it to the NFL or get a good college, and that'll be their only run, and you're making money off them, shouldn't they be compensated, though? If, if you know a good majority of them, they're not going to make it to the NFL. They may not get to the good school. This might be the only level that they go to, and they're poor. At least compensate them. Well, that's not the business model. The business model is to come in. We're going to give you the best program, the best food, the best trainers, the best. We're going we're gonna to educate you about the game, and we're going to give you the best possible chance. The rest is up to you. The rest is up to you. Would you not take that deal if someone said, hey, uh, I have this for you. This is all you get. And we're, we're giving you, you have talent, but we're going to give you everything. And if you put the effort in, you could take that. talent. I, I'm, I'm not saying you're completely wrong because when you look at it, like if, if, if you don't take advantage of that possibility, well, then you're back to where you were before. So yes, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying that if these schools are making money off these kids talent, Yes, I get the fact that you're giving me this opportunity, but in case I don't get to the next level, you're still benefiting from me in the present. So you can't give compensate me a little bit. No, but you're you're looking at a different looking at a different way. If I go to this school and maybe I don't make it, but now I have this education from the school on what I could do. I could do my own school. I could coach. I put myself in a position to to move forward if I put the effort in. The school wasn't, bah, and humbug. you know, you're saying to, the kids' talent is what makes it. Their training is what makes the kids' talent. That having having the kids be able to focus on becoming the best athlete that they can become is is the job, and so they do get compensated for it. They do make money for it, but they're giving them something for it. He, what is he giving them? He could have all the heart in the world and everything that you're saying, but what does he give them? They lost. They lost years of eligibility. No one wants to fuck with them because they did go to that school. You know, the thing that was that struck me the most, which was the hardest part to watch, 
is I forget the young kid uh, who was like the quarterback, quarterback. Who, who eventually got injured. Right, was supposed to go to Grambling State and then that got pulled. But when when you're sitting there and you're watching him cry and his mother cry, and then they cut to Roy and the guy that's sitting beside him, you could almost tell that the guy sitting beside him felt embarrassed, whereas Roy didn't. Now that's and that's where I go. You piece of shit. No, because he doesn't. You ruined this kid's life, man. He doesn't. He didn't care. That's what the thing is. He really didn't care for the kids. He, I, I, he wasn't a coach, and he wanted to. So he was the coach. I mean, if you pay, like you said, they make all that money, but they bring in the people to get you to another spot in life. In if this is your chosen, if this is what you chose to put all your eggs in this basket is on football. They give you the best that they can to get you there. He gave them nothing. Not, I mean, seriously, not. There's no coach. Where did they say they got their plays off of Madden? Right. Right. And then when they go in to play that game on ESPN. Now, here's what's here's. I, I think here's the disappointing part. I think this is the part where we could go back and forth on who gets what, who doesn't get what, and who's better, who's worse. The thing is, what was this guy's name again? I forgot. I, Roy something. Okay. If Roy put in any effort to being what he wanted to be instead of just a con man, he got them on ESPN. He got them a game against right. he. If he put his evil, uh, what's that called when you're, when you're, you're the evil villain? The, the, his evil genius to work for good for these kids to actually. He had an initial plan. If he would have put half that effort into being into this plan, who knows what he could have came out with? And that's, I think, the thing that's disappointing, not just for the kids, but for him himself. And then to not take any responsibility for any of it, but. He seemed to have the ability, if he didn't want to just be a con man, if he really wanted to take it to another level, it seems like he had the ability to do that. Because, no, he shouldn't have been the coach, but he seems like someone that could talk a good coach into coming to coach there. He right. seemed like he, I mean, he pulled this off with nothing. It reminds me of those two quotes, which are basically saying the same thing. Uh, Al Pacino, sin of a woman. With the big uh, climactic moment, hoo-ha, when he saves Chris O'Donnell during the hearing. And he gives the big speech and he goes, I came to the fork in my life. I knew which direction to take, but I didn't because it was too damn hard. Cut to that scene I loved in Seven with uh, Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt at the bar. And he goes, it's easier to lose yourself in drugs and alcohol than it is to cope with life. It's easy to beat a child than it is to love it and raise it. So to Roy, he had the genius. Like, like you said, if he could get you on ESPN, he had the genius to do it the right way, but he obviously didn't because it was too damn hard. Yeah, It was just too hard, be it he didn't have the capital or he didn't have the whatever it took to, to make it work legally. The patience, whatever. It's the patience, because if he probably could have put two years <laughs> into this to get it ready. Right. Because, like you, like we just said, he got him on ESPN, which, you know, obviously might not be that hard to get somebody on ESPN if right. he was able to do this. But what, but what he did do, uh, he had the vision, and he had, he had the church in the beginning. Now, if he would have really put some effort in and went and got some grants, got some money, really saw for underprivileged youth, and really went from that direction and said, this is what I want to do. I want to do it for the community. This is, I want to find guys that are in, that have like, that may not be the best kids scholastically, but he's like, look, they have, uh, they're obviously smarter than the average kid. 
their grades might not reflect it, but like, you know, from what you get, the reports you get back from the school, they have all this physical talent where they can play this game. Uh, I want to put them in the best place in life where they could come in here. I could get them a good coach, a good. And, and if he would have worked it that way, but that would have taken time. And it just seemed like he wanted to take the, like you just said, the easy route. But there, there's nothing for those kids at the easy route. It was something for him. And I think he, I think he felt good at being the star, man, being the, the famous right. one, the one who pulled the strings. Because when he's talking about it, and they even talk, all those people that are interviewing said he's, he's going to hang himself by doing these interviews. Well, I was wondering, what's the upside to doing this for you? Fame. A little attention, a little notoriety. And then what's crazy is, you know, he alludes to, uh, I wish I had the, the, the proper wording, but something to the extent of, yo, once this smoke has cleared, I've already gotten 15 calls from schools that want to play us next year. Now, I don't know if he's lying, but if he's telling the truth, that's what I'm saying. It's weird, man. It's, it's a windshield wipe because I'm going, piece of shit. But you almost a little bit respect how he's able to do this shit. Yeah, well, but see, this is what's smart about people. If I came on that show and I said, well, you know, I'm done, then he's done. But if he comes on the show, that show and goes, I got 15 schools that are after me to play a game next year. Maybe he doesn't have any, but maybe after that, after that aired, he got four calls. Who knows? But if you, if you know what, it's like when you're fishing without a, you could go fishing with just a hook. And so, and, and I've seen people catch fish with just a hook. Just a hook, no Just bait. a hook. Just a hook. You throw it in the water, and you do whatever it takes to get a fish to bite that hook. I don't know what it is. Some people know how to do it. That's him. He knows how. He doesn't put anything out of it. He just dangles it in front of people so that people jump on. And that's what it seems like he does. Mm. I, I, I can't even explain that, but that's... I wonder if that says more about his brilliance or more about people's stupidity. I think it's, I think it's equal. I, I think it's equal, but it goes back to the first thing. People will... Well, if you can give someone, if you can show someone a dream, they're willing to pay for it. And he's showing them the dream. He's showing them, this is the school. This is what we're going to do. But when you even look at some of these guys, they're so out of shape. Where's the training right. programs? Where's the food programs? I mean, like he said, he's, he's calling in orders for chicken at the beginning of the day, right. waiting until the end and buying them for $2. Which ain't, you know. Hey, you got to use your resources. <laughs> right. And he did. But if he would have used, listen, it's it's just like in, in the Batman movies or whatever. If uh, if the Joker wanted to be a good guy, right, he could be a great. He would have been a superhero. He wanted right. to be a bad guy. This guy kind of wants to be the bad guy. You know, when he tells that, wraps it up at the end when he talks about his grandmother, <coughs> and she basically told him about being still, and you could see he this affected him. He was tearing up, so he was, but he was so passionate and dedicated to his belief and what she told him and what he was doing that it's almost like you get the sense that he just knows he knew yeah i know i'm fucking i fucked up i really won't admit it i did some slimy shit but i'm good at doing this and this is going to work out for me it's a, it's almost like he was saying i'm gonna continue to do this yeah it's like the little kid that you say you can't have a cookie right and then when you can hear him open the cookie jar, walk in the room, there's his hand in the cookie jar, and he'll tell you all the reasons why he was supposed to get that cookie, regardless that you told him he wasn't supposed to get it. Right. But he'll tell you the reasons why he was right. supposed to have that cookie. Yeah, my mother would have beat me with the cookie jar. Well, apparently no one beat him with the cookie jar, and that's why he's yeah. out there doing it. Yeah. And, you know, not not to 
spin this to today. Uh, but kids don't get in trouble the same way we did. Nope. So, and because they're at home on their games and they're playing at home, they might not get as much trouble on the street if they're right. at home. But in life, someday, right. there's going to be a crossroads. And and I don't think that all people have gotten this uh, this parenting to know what you're supposed to do or not supposed to do. Right. Because we don't do that anymore. Right. I'm tell- I told my kids not to have any kids. I said, I think, I think, I said, listen, I, I go, I'm a little bit, I feel bad in a way that I'm dropping you off at this point in life, at this point in, in, in the timeline of our world. Cause I don't know how good, how much longer it's going to be manageable, but I don't think you should do, you should have kids unless, unless you are in a place that you're really good and you really believe that you need, I don't think that you need to do this guys. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it, man. Uh, to all of you who recommended it, uh, I know we I was late to the party. Welcome to the party, pal! What what line is that from? Uh, it's Bruce Willis. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's in uh, Die Hard, the original Die Hard. There you go. Yeah. a boy. Look at that. I think I pulled that out. Um, yeah, I, we were late. I was late to the party, uh, but it was a great watch. I'm glad you recommended it. I liked it. Uh, you know who doesn't know uh, where that line comes from? Welcome to the party. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah. That's a shitty thing to say to Bruce no, Willis. No, but you know what? But here's what I appreciate. And this is what, what good comics, and this is like great ball playing. If I would have fucked that up, I would have been like, Aries, suspend your com- your comedy card for two weeks. <laughs> when you said that, the timing in which you said it, right after I just said, welcome to the party, I knew I, you did, that was a no look from magic. I, I You knew where I was going to be. You threw it. I knew to be in the spot. I, that was so obvious. But yeah, see, that's fun. Yeah, but do, do you ever feel bad? No, I'm, don't. Okay, last night I did a joke about little Bruce people. Bruce Willis is fucking rich. He's rich. He's beloved. He's rich. He's an icon. He I. Yeah, but not everybody. You know, it's sad when you see people go through. But you didn't say everybody. You said him. But it's sad when you see people go through it. He's gonna go. He's going through. Saying, you know what? I got to be honest, though. If I didn't know I was going through it, I think I'd be better off. He doesn't know that he's going through it at this point. Right. I, You know, but it's heartfelt that I'm actually, I don't know Bruce Willis, but it's heartfelt that somebody who's uh, part of my life growing up. Yeah. And then you see this happening. And, I'm, and, and I don't want to go down a long, sad road here, but yeah, you know, I, I feel, but I'm a comic and this is what I do. You did your job. <laughs> but it just feels kind of mean sometimes. I did my job. I do it again. I'm getting on a plane to Guantanamo. <laughs> MPs guard the colonel. Are you charging me with a crime? Are you charging me with a crime? This is funny. I'm going to open your skull and piss down your skull. You fuck with the wrong Marine. That I can watch anytime. Tombstone and a few good men. I don't give a fuck where it is. The original suspects I watched too. The usual suspects. The usual suspects. Sorry, sorry. Usual suspects. Dude, I really got to give that a second look. You didn't like it, huh? I, I saw it once, and I just went overrated. But you know what? It, you knew what the I ending think I was. See it. Yeah, I know. You got you got to take your mind out of what the ending because if you know what the ending right. is, it's like watching The Sixth Sense. Yes. Knowing what the ending is, it's good when you don't know what the ending is. I just got to give it a second look. Um, so folks, a lot of good, uh, docs 
uh, me and Andy are checking out. Uh, we still have, have in the chamber Who Streets, HBO about uh, Mike Brown. Uh, what was it called, the Nancy Pelosi one? The Pelosi. The, the, the Insurgent Next Door? I don't, I don't know. About January 6th, which is on HBO right now. I think I, I knew it as Pelosi, how I made millions of dollars in, in, <laughs> in the stock market. Um, oh, that might be a different doc, though. There's a great documentary on Mr. Chow, which is the restaurant I always talk about uh, in Beverly Hills. They got one in New York, Beverly Hills, one in London. Uh, Mr. Chow's the uh, shit, though. Dude, I'm telling you, if y'all got any money, man, if you, if you saved up, treat yourself. It's expensive, but if you ever find yourself in Beverly Hills or you're in New York or London, uh, I know they got someone, one in Asia, too. But anyway... Mr. Chow's. You're probably going to see some famous people at the one in New York for sure. At, at the one in Beverly Hills for sure. Uh, I've, I've seen, uh, who did I see there? Uh, I went for lunch one time with my baby mother and her daughter, uh, Kiefer Sutherland. And I told her, I walked up to him, yo, man, big fan. He loved me. He goes, dude, I love Mad TV. Took a picture with him. Uh, Michael Douglas, I've seen there. Ludacris, Suge Knight, a, a bunch of motherfuckers. Uh, I saw myself. Um, <laughs> in the bathroom? Did you go to the bathroom? Yeah, go to bathroom. Stuff right. here. Yeah. Um, if you go there, the chicken satay with the peanut sauce, fucking to die for. The fucking shrimp toast. Oh, I get the shrimp fried rice. Uh, uh, you know what else is good? I always get the lobster and the black bean sauce. Oh, listen, folks, I'm telling you. It's 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 Caligula uh, in your sorry. mouth. It's 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 love making. It's Marvin Gaye and uh, some bad black R and B bitch in your mouth having wonderful sex. Oh, your eyes will roll. You'll moan. Mm, it's delicious. I hope he hears this and uh, Ooh. Mr. Chow. Oh, and then he he want, he invites us out for. You gonna hear this motherfucker? How old is he? Oh, he's up there. Yeah, I don't even think he goes to the restaurants. I ain't even seen Mrs. Chow there. <laughs> I just think it's funny if they got introduced. This is Mr. and Mrs. Chow. I don't. I don't know why yeah. it's funny to me. It just sounds funny. But you, uh, I don't, what is that documentary on, Mr. Chow? I think it's on uh, HBO. Really? HBO Max, yeah, or Max? Yeah, yo, I'm telling you, folks, Mr. Chow's is one of the greatest most expensive eating fellas if you take a girl to mr chow's and you even it even smell like you ain't gonna get no pussy bounce pay the check and bounce she she needs to act accordingly <laughs> mr chow's is a panty dropper in the 80s in new york that's the, where all the artists all artists whatever artists like music uh fashion um, actual art, they paint, whatever. That's where that's where they went after after their shows or whatever they had yeah. going on in the city. And the chicken satay is a pink chicken. I don't know what they do to get it look pink, but it's cooked thoroughly. But it's pink, and it's got that brown. It comes with a brown uh, peanut sauce, and it comes on a stick. Oh God! Yeah. Oh. I just can't wait till someone goes in there. I'm glad you said it's pink because you know someone's going to go in there and the chicken's going to be pink and they're going to go. Pink chicken. You know who would do that? <laughs> you know who would do that? Niggas. Niggas that ain't never been nowhere. Niggas that are broke. Then they made more pig. Not understanding that's going to be the, one of the best tastes you ever had in your life. Because niggas don't grow. Niggas don't want to grow. They don't. They stuck in they black. Welcome to my city. 
they, them niggas, they don't want to grow. They can't appreciate shit that's beyond a city. Dude, there's a lot of people that don't get out of their city. I know. I know you want to come, uh, you know, make sure this is not inclusive. Uh, but I'm telling you, I can't speak on everybody else. Speak on what I know. Huh? Niggas. Chicken on stick. I come in ain't on the bone. You put that peanut sauce? Oh. And everybody has a peanut sauce. Oh. But not everybody has Mr. Chow's peanut sauce. Dude, I could eat 48 pieces of that shrimp toast. And with the shrimp toast, put a little soy sauce, and they have a red chili sauce with uh, uh, chili pepper flakes. Oh. See, you feel that way about the, that as I feel about the deviled eggs with the uh, that shrimp and that Parmesan cracker at Ocean's 44 that I took you to. In you like that, right? That is, to oh, me, that dude. is. Oh. But see, the thing that's about Mr. Chow's, I'll say that, the, like the chicken and those things, the, the shrimp, it's so simple. But it's when the flavors are clean and perfect, that's what it tastes like. Mm. This has a little bit more flavor on it because it has the Parmesan cracker with the, 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 sh- the crackling mm. shrimp and, and, the, and, and then on a deviled egg. But that deviled egg is, dude, I'm telling you. Oh. You know, when I get back home, when I go back to Phoenix, I'm I'm going back out to Ocean's 44. And next time we're in New York, let's, matter, let's matter go. Matter of fact, next time I go to Phoenix, take me to Ocean's 44 again. I'll pay, and then when you come to LA, I'll take you to uh 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 Miss Chow. We should do it in New York because you've never been to the one in New York, have you? No, I wonder. It's got to be the same taste, though, right? If it's still even there, man, I don't even know. If no, it's I'm still sure there. it is. I'm sure it is. New York is. It's not like I've been spending money. Mr. Chow's in these last few years. Uh, let's. How, how about some dates? Yep. We're running on the end of our year right now, so this is going to be uh, kind of easy. Uh, you going to make it? I think so. Guys. Oh. Uh, let's see. We were, we were in Chicago. Uh, you listen to this. We recorded in Chicago. Um, Big and- shout out to Frank Williams, uh, who, who came through. Yep, with his wife and his peoples, and uh, he has one. He has one. He has he has one in the uh, on on in the lineup right to come up for tomorrow's show, doesn't he, Frank Williams? Does he? I thought you had one. I don't know, maybe not. Uh, okay, man. Next week, October twenty sixth to the 29th, ninth, we're at Milwaukee Improv. November third through Shemizel, the fifth, Shemazel, Pepper Cup and Pizza Tazel, Haas and Pepper Incorporated. That's my time. I was that young. Uh, November 3rd to the 5th, Levity Live, West Nyack, New York. November 10th to the 12th, Improv in Tampa. I'm getting excited about that one now. November 16th to the 19th. Yeah. Uh, November 16th to the 19th, uh, Ontario, California, Improv. Uh, really looking forward to that. November 24th to the 26th, San Jose, California at the Improv. November 1st through the 3rd, uh, Tacoma Comedy Club in Tacoma, Washington. December 7th to the 10th. Uh, that one has been rescheduled. If you have tickets for Magoobies, please call them and get tickets traded for our date. It's coming up, I think, the second week is January. December 15th through the 17th, we're at Summit in Fort Wayne, Indiana. December 21st to the 23rd, we're at Bricktown Comedy Club in OKC. And December 28th to the 30th, Improv, Washington, D.C. Okay. Yeah, that's uh that's it, right? That's the show. Uh I'm trying to think, is there anything I wanted to say before we go? 
Uh, I think that's it. Also, oh, we gonna call this all known. No, we didn't do it. BS, BSI. It's BSI. BSI. Okay. I think I might do it the way you wrote it. H I. Did I do that? It's how you have it on yours since B H I. Nah. I said B S I. B S H I. Yeah. B S I. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Can't you say bullshit high? Yeah, say shit, right? yeah it's, you know. Oh, hey guys, uh, could you do me a favor? Could you? Ah, like? you almost forgot. I did. Can you? Uh, can you seriously do us a favor? If you're enjoying, you. let me clear my throat. If you're enjoying the podcast, and I hope you are, if you listen to it this long, can you please like and subscribe? That makes a huge difference to us on where we are in uh, the algorithm. But I'd really appreciate it if you guys would like and subscribe. Uh, subscribe, Aries. Would you appreciate it, they? I I would so appreciate it. Please, please, please. Thanks a lot, guys. Please, 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 please. Hit me. Subscribe. <laughs> wow. We should ha- we we should definitely have that at the beginning of the podcast. Guys, yes. uh, talk to you uh, in twenty four hours. Yep. Nothing goes down unless I'm involved. No blackjack, no dope deals, no nothing. A nickel bag gets sold in the park. I want in. <laughs> you guys got fat while everybody stopped on the street. It's my turn. Hmm. You think you're going to live long enough to spend that money, you fucking hump? If any of you are tired of getting ripped off by guys like that, you come with me. I'm at the Plaza Hotel. You're welcome. You're welcome. Enjoy.